On the next, love and makeup. Have beauty brands really made any significant strides towards inclusivity? And how difficult is co-parenting? Some of the things that we'll be discussing in this episode of Love and Makeup. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Martika. I'm a plus-size fashion and beauty enthusiast, entrepreneur, mother of two beautiful girls, and I've experienced both the good and not-so-great moments of love. Truth is... You have to. And I want to have an open and fun dialogue about those ups and downs with you. I want this to be a community of healing where we pull each other through, lift each other up, and maybe even get each other out of love's complex moments. Hello, hello, hello. It's Martika. I'm back with episode nine, I believe this is. Getting right into it. This is like a series of mini episodes because because I recognize that I missed a couple of weeks. So more than a couple of weeks. It was a busy June for me, y'all. Like real deal. Okay, so June, just to like give you a brief understanding as to why sometimes I like flake out. Although honestly, I just had the most empowering coaching session with my business coach and it's not that I flake out. I'm doing other things, but it always feels like I do because I'm like not showing up the way that I want to because I don't give myself enough credit. I digress. So, um, June is tough for me because I have Father's Day and two birthdays. And one of them is, yeah, Father's Day and two birthdays. They're all clustered around the same time. And usually Father's Day and my daughter's birthday falls around the same time, my youngest daughter. So there's always like this push and pull as to what to do. So like I'm celebrating my daughter and we do um, like a whole week celebration. (laughs) It's ridiculous. She's three years old, but I like to do it, right? We do like the whole week celebration. And then um, we also do the stuff for, Father's Day, which I always feel like he feels like everything falls to like the back burner because it's hers. And then the following week is his birthday. So at the beginning of June, I start to like fade, right? Because I'm like, oh, it's coming. I know it's coming. And it's, you know, it's a financial stressor, blah, blah, blah. And then honestly, what happened with this time around was that, um... I said I was going to record episodes back to back and then I didn't. And then you know how that is. You'll start an episode. I mean, well, you start doing a task and then you'll be like, okay, well, let me put it down. And then you'll be like, I'll double that task up the next day. But then the next day you have like two more tasks and then you're like, "Mm, now I have like four tasks. And then eventually you just get overwhelmed and you're just like, fuck it. (laughs) So that's kind of like what happened. Again, I will digress a second time. Let's just get right into it. So the week which I'm recording right now was the week where a tennis star, Naomi Osaka, decided to like essentially say, I'm not doing any press for the French Open, period. And she's doing it to bring, to help raise awareness for mental uh, health. And she got a lot of slack for it. And then on the other end, what I love is how our community, and y'all know what I mean, but the melanated community will like gather together and be like, no. Yes, she needs a mental health break, health break, and that's it. Like, she's going to take it, and so what? Congratulations to her for speaking up for herself because, child, I don't know whoever wants to, like, do, go through something as strenuous as this and then 
in the tail end of like maybe a not so great match or even a great match sometimes you just don't feel like talking like have you ever been in a bad mood I know like during my period I'd be like listen I don't want to talk to nobody like I I don't feel I actually don't even feel like I'm qualified to talk to anyone right now because I am an emotional wreck so and then they hold you to that so like if you have a bad moment after a loss then all of a sudden you're this human being like you're you're reduced to whoever you were in that space and moment and I feel like that's for our culture in general right now is like you have one moment and then all of a sudden it's like cancel that person because they had this one moment and it's like fuck everything else that happened every all the good that I've done all the positive energy that I've ever put into the world it's like no you are a bad person because you had a bad day so congratulations to her congratulations to her for standing up for herself by the way at a very young age am I yelling probably she's 23 years old please tell me who at 23 if you were a 23 year old that was this secure in yourself to be like no I need a mental break and I will not do this if I want to perform my best I cannot do this this part tell me who was 23 and doing that like I wasn't like I need a mental health day no it was like I'm gonna just break down day because I didn't know how to process my emotions so congratulations to her and congratulations to the community for like rallying rallying up and and supporting her because we all know that especially in our community mental health is like taboo it's something that you don't talk about even though we're in 2021 and there's all this awareness about mental health there's still so much to be done so congratulations for her for using her platform form at such a young age and for advocating for herself so that now others can do the same. All right, on to love. Okay, so um, this is Black Love Season 5, Episode 3. First comes love, then comes marriage. Y'all remember that nursery rhyme? And I don't know if it's, you know, I later found out that a lot of the nursery rhymes that we used to listen to are just awful. Um, So this one is like, you know, like Marta and Chris kissing on the tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First come love, then come marriage, then comes in the baby carriage. Ooh. Right, it's usually always the woman, you know, with the baby, but, you know, holding the baby carriage. But that's another story. (laughs) But yeah, so um, they talk about like relationships between couples and kids, having kids, adding them into the mix and some of the challenges that happen with that. One of the couples, one of the things that stood out to me or rather that I could relate to was Alfonso and Erica's relationship. So again, spoiler alert, if you have not seen episode three, please forward to the makeup part because I'm about to talk about something they talked about. So Alfonso and um, Erica, um, if we don't know, if you don't know, they got married like much later in life. And I think they both came in, I think with like either children one on one on each side or I know definitely she had a child and um she talks about how she saw her mother as like the person that reared the children and like maybe the disciplinary person so she had to learn a lot about co-parenting and I I 
I could relate to that because um, I was a single parent um, for my first child. And so when it came to Arya and the father was present, I was like uh, having to relinquish those having to relinquish that was a like a lot for me because I never really had to discuss that. I had other issues like when meddlesome, meddlesome um, grandparents would get in, in the way of like my parenting because I was very young and, you know, they know better and so on and so forth. So I had those issues. But in terms of like the dad having like equal say so, I didn't experience that. It was like I was the law and that was it. So when it came to rearing Arya or the smush, if you follow me on Instagram, which you should, by the way, at M-A-R-T-E-E-K-A-H beauty, Martika beauty. Uh, when it came down to that, I was like, sir, er, I don't do that. Like, I, I, what I say goes and then that's it. And he was very clear that that's not how it works. And so, um, that took a lot of adjustment for me because I am not usually one to back down about things like that. And we still do struggle with that. I still do believe like I am superior in parent in, in rearing of certainly more than him. Like I have my own insecurities about parenting because anyways, you know, I have my insecurities about parenting, but, um, in terms of like who I think is the better parent, it's me clearly. So I do struggle with that a lot. And I think it's gotten to the point where he's just like, fine, you know? Um, but then other times he'll just like put his foot down, like, no, like this is it. But what we have agreed on is that, you know, there has to be a middle ground where, you know, it can't be just like, I'm going to do whatever it is I want to do. And that's it. It has to be like, okay, yes, you're going to do this. Mm, I agree with with what you're going to do. And I'm letting you take the lead on that. That was a struggle. That was a real struggle for me. And I felt her on that and that there are different parenting styles, right? Uh, In this case with Alfonso, you know, he's like the more like, yeah, so like what I say is go and this and this and that. And or like he would like curse around his child. And she was like... Or the way he was talking around his child. And she was like, "Um, do you talk like that around your daughter? Because how you talk around your daughter and how you talk about others or to your daughter is how she's going to allow people to talk to her. And it really opened his eyes. I mean, thankfully, because there are some people that are not open to that. But, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, like I never even considered that how I talk to her is how she's going to later on allow for somebody else to talk to her, which is why if you're listening and you have a child, really be cognizant of the fact I know I try, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what I do. I really try to be cognizant of how this is going to affect Arya in the future, right? So if I'm talking down to her all the time, then she'll most likely let others talk down to her. Um, If I invalidate her feelings, then that will later show on as something else. So I'm just trying a different parenting style now. All right, so makeup. Let's talk about makeup. No new launches that I know of. I'm sure there's some, but I didn't really find any that I thought worthy of mentioning right now. But I did find this article from Refinery29 that talks about how have beauty brands really made made any significant strides towards diversity? Sure. The beauty brands, they all made this grand gesture during Black Lives Matter. Like, yes, we will do this. We will put 30 
13% of blank, we would um, implement more X percent up at the top tier of the company and so on and so forth. And then we saw people put them to task, like brands like Uma Beauty's CEO that made pull up or shut up um, initiatives on social media and, you know, like really put the put the fire to the flame like you you talk a lot but will you actually be doing it and blasting them if they didn't um and so these companies decided to like say that they would but did they actually do it and this particular um and this particular article talks about that about how realistically regardless of how much they talked a lot of that was just Performative, And they quoted a few like uh, beauty enthusiasts that have probably been talking about this on their own. Rhea Cartwright, which is a beauty editor at The Stack, said, Having worked in the beauty industry for a decade, I'm not surprised that a year on from the visceral performative activism and shots fired, right? And arbitrary posting of black squares, then nothing has ultimately changed. Um, the clear lack of inclusivity and representation from the shop floor to the C-suite is indicative that brands ultimately do not care about supporting their black consumers or value their potential expenditure. And I agree. Like, I think the only thing that brands value is the fact that you will spend your money because you have no other option. Um, which is why I'm always so excited to hear when a black beauty brand, even a small independent one, is coming up with any product because I want to wear more of that. I'd rather put my dollar in a company who has my best interest from a gate, not who had my best interest after the fact. Um, and so we'll and we'll see a lot of this. Like we'll see a lot of this performative activism, but will we actually see that they make real change? You know, even with the diversity in colors, the shade ranges, and and, and we see people like uh um, influencers like Jackie Ina that is collaborating with major beauty companies to make them aware of th they need these shades in between that they're missing these undertones and I think people give her a lot of slack because they're like oh that's just not enough but she is doing she is on the path and she is bringing awareness and the fact that she is even in the door is sufficient for me right now because then the next person can come in and do more. So I thought that this article was very informative, you know, like spot on. They even go on to say, it's not enough to praise Fenty Beauty for how inclusive they're continued to be. It's time we stopped asking why Fenty Beauty and other Black-owned beauty brands are the only ones to consider inclusivity and start to question why others still don't understand. Agreed. I don't get it. And, I, and, and considering that in 2020, like it was revealed that Black consumers were one of the highest spenders, you know, that spent more more on average on makeup than white consumers. So I'm confused and confungled as to why if we're spending more, why aren't you putting investing more into products for us? I just don't get it. Yeah. So what do you think? What, do you think that beauty companies have made any strides towards inclusivity or are they just continuing to be performative? 
All right, y'all. I think that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. There are hundreds, thousands of podcasts out there that you can be listening to. And the fact that you chose Minds means so much to me. Please make sure to go to the show notes for the article, for anything that I talked about on the show. And make sure to go to my website where you can find all things Martika. Don't forget to tell your friends, your family, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mother, anybody, whoever you know about love and makeup. We all have something to do with love and some of us actually like makeup. So send them over to the podcast. I think we all stand to learn something from this. And uh, listening is super easy. All you have to do is, if you have an Alexa, say, Alexa, play Love and Makeup Podcast by Martika. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one.